Previously on Three Fates Decide, we went over seasons one through four of Game of Thrones, and due to the amount of time that it took to record, we decided to split it up into two episodes. So here is the conclusion of Game of Thrones season five through eight. You think you know what we're going to talk about. But unfortunately, I fell down a damn rabbit hole and I've not gotten out yet. <laughs> Knife bros. I literally googled Sebastian Stan hands, but just when you least expect it, we changed the game. Well, yeah, because like usually in astrology, they would partner up air signs with fire signs. All right, you can you can huggle. Time travel stories, and at the end of the day, only one thing matters: we decide. Well, we should make it a topic. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't take German in school. I barely took, I took Spanish and I don't remember any of it. Three Fates Decide podcast. Season five. Basically, the big things that happen is Tywin Lannister is killed by Tyrion. Uh, Joffrey is obviously dead. Uh, Cersei has become the head of the house Lannister. Uh, Tommen is now king. However, Cersei has basically taken on the role of queen and she's ruling in Tommen's place. So therefore she has, she's ruling basically the seven kingdoms without actually being named queen. We, the, we find that the Iron Throne is in massive debt to the Iron Bank of Bravos. The Riverlands are a burned out husk. Marjorie Tyrell's how it, since Joffrey died at their wedding, there was no consummation of their marriage. So therefore she is being married off to Tommen to keep the alliance between House Martell and House Lannister. Well, I should say House Baratheon because technically Tommen is a Baratheon, though he's actually a Lannister, to, to uh, keep that alliance. The people of Dorne want vengeance for what happened to their prince to prince oberon or oberon at when he died uh as the champion of Tyrion. the night's watch are being slaughtered by the wildlings until stannis baratheon comes and helps ramsey is now legitimized and he is now the new Lord of Winterfell, and he has just gone off the rails with his insanity. Uh, Tyrion has gone across to to Essos to find Daenerys, who has now become obviously Queen of Marine. Her dragons are have become almost uncontrollable at this point. Her one her one dragon has killed a child and then fled. The other two have been chained, chained up in a cavern. And ev but everybody is now trying to court Daenerys and get her to align with them. Pretty much what happens. I mean, a lot more happens, but that's just kind of like a, a quick gist of the season. Yeah, I guess the other the other notable plot point is the fact that um Littlefinger arranges for Sansa to marry Ramsay Bolton and uh things don't go very well for Sansa afterwards so literally for her the season ends with 
her trying to escape and find the one possible person who could really help her out, which is her half-brother, John, at the wall. And uh, while she's on the way there, he had already been elected as the new Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, and the season ends with him being the victim of a mutiny where he's stabbed to death. The end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of things happen. Yeah. And for those of you who are book readers like me, the fifth book literally ends with John stabbed to death, bleeding in the snow, and his last thought is of ghost, and then black. We don't know what happens afterwards. We are still right. waiting for that book, George. We are still waiting for the book. Yes. Though, um, don't hold your breath because the book is probably not coming for, for a very long time still. I know. I know it's beyond frustrating. Um, <laughs> I guess the one other dramatic thing to talk about, with, you know, purely because we, we shouldn't forget about it, is, is um, we get to see Danny ride a dragon... Which is a pretty cool scene, I will admit. It is a pretty cool scene. I mean, nobody had ever ridden a dragon in an extremely long time in Westeros. Like, nobody. Like, in over 100 years at that point. So, her riding a dragon was pretty awesome. I, will, I won't I will lie. It was. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Season 5 overall? It had its good points and it had its bad points. There were just some things I was like, what was the point of, of it? Like anything in particular? I don't know. I just things I don't know that can't I can't really name like just one thing that really made me go. What was the point of that? It was just little things here and there throughout the main thing. I was like, I think mainly it was mostly the uh, Ramsey Bolton that whole storyline. It's just like, do we really need to see him being quite? I mean, we already knew he was psychotic after what he did to Theon Greyjoy. We knew this. Do we yeah, really need to see more of it? I guess was was my thing of that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, although again as a book reader, um the a couple of things with Bramsey is that um aspects of his story in the novels were actually used in the TV show. If anything, um I'm sure some of you guys who happen to be book readers as well would probably agree with me is they actually toned him down for the TV show. He's way worse in the books, actually. He's, they may, well, they, they weren't as, like, they didn't graphically show you what he did, but they really implied a lot of extremely uh, serial killer twisted things he does. Like, you know, little details mm -hmm. like um, his dogs that he uses, those extremely vicious dogs that he uses. It doesn't really come up in the show, but in the books, he explains that he names all the dogs these female names and they are the names of his past victims women that he raped and murdered and he basically threatened well well the other thing is um actually in the book he wasn't married off to sansa he was actually married off to a decoy Arya, and he basically threatened this decoy Arya with, uh, if you don't do what I want you to do, my next dog is going to be named after you. So, pleasant husband, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, from that perspective, like, 
aspects of him of his storyline in the books are actually pretty there in the tv show yeah i had two major complaints about season five one major complaint was um the dorn the the house martel dorn storyline um starting with season five and onwards it made no damn sense it was all stupid it was really stupid badly written it ultimately went nowhere which we'll get into when we get to the later season the you know especially in like season seven and eight but it like went nowhere and it it's disappointing if you actually read the book because the storyline is much more complex and it's much better written obviously and it has a lot of implications but of course the guys who are responsible for the tv show are like taking shortcuts with some of the storylines when they were adapting books so it didn't get executed very well and then the other complaint i had was the fact that they changed the girl that ramsey marries in the tv show versus who he actually marries in the books and again because of how valuable sansa is as a political pawn having her marry to ramsey made no damn sense because Littlefinger would not give up his most valuable chess piece to a psychotic serial rapist serial killer. <laughs> it makes no sense. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It, it was basically done for shock value. Yeah. It was totally done for shock value. And also, clearly it was to simplify the storylines a bit. Because mm-hmm. I have to admit, in terms of action... In the book, um, Sansa's storyline in the Vale was not that interesting, but you could kind of tell, though, that there's like longer term implications of it. So, but yeah, I guess we'll move on to season six. Yeah, season six. Basically, it, it is so difficult to pair the to try to condense down what happens in each season because so much is happening at the time. Cersei has been publicly shamed and she's on trial for regicide and incest or she awaits trial for this everyone has abandoned her though though she has still she's still attempting regain control and rule the boltons are basically still still ruling the north however sansa and theon have have finally made made their escape from them in Dorne, the that whole that whole mess is just kind of really weird. Daenerys is trying to liberate Marine. However, the slavers are trying to take it back. So she gets on the back of her one dragon and he ta- he instead of returning her to the city where she wanted him to go, he takes her to the Dothraki Sea where she is now where she's now basically a become a prisoner of the Dothraki again. And at the wall, as the new Lord Commander, we find out that Jon Snow is not actually dead. He comes back to life. Yeah. Or no. Season six is where he dies. Season six is where he dies. He doesn't die in season five. Well, I mean, he's bleeding to death, so it ends on a cliffhanger there. We ultimately didn't know what was going to happen to him. Yeah. Because in season six is where they show the mutiny and that they've, and that's when they stab him multiple times. House Greyjoy in the Iron Isles is kind of going off the rails. They're about the only place that still has a full army that is at full health and because they've stayed out of the conflict so far. However, we have Euron Greyjoy come back, who is the younger brother of 
Balon Greyjoy. And he is, we think Ramsey's crazy. Ramsey Bolton's crazy. Euron Greyjoy is just as crazy. Just not as sadistic. Yeah. He wants to become, he wants to take over and become king. However, Yara Greyjoy, which is Balin's daughter and Theon's, Theon Greyjoy's sister, she's trying to say that they need to kind of keep to themselves and try to diplomatically align with the mainland if if they are to continue, if they want to survive on the Iron Isles. But things are not going well for anybody at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, quite a few things that really did happen in season six. I mean, eventually Sansa shows up at the wall and John has been resurrected and she convinces him to help her retake Winterfell from Ramsay Bolton, who by this point is now officially the ruler of the North and the one who's occupying Winterfell because he conveniently kills his father. And we get an epic battle after uh, John and Sansa manage to gather up some support and they retake Winterfell after having no Starks controlling the castle in like literal seasons of the show. Um, and by the end of the season, John gets declared the new king in the north. And of course, with Daenerys, we eventually see her not only free herself from bondage uh, among the Dothraki, but she actually convinces them to follow her because she uses her total, I can't be killed by fire trick. So now, not only does she have an army of Unsullied following her, she now has thousands of horsemen following her. So she's building up a really significant army. So she's got a cavalry and she's got some foot soldiers and uh with her dragon she's got the uh she's got some air support so now she just needs a navy. Hmm. Now who would happen to have some ships that might be handy? <laughs> we see that because of the infighting between Yara and Yoran and Yara is not winning. She's going to be heading off to find somebody who can appreciate the many ships that she was able to steal on her way out away from the Iron Islands. Ahem, ahem. And of course, we see more of the stupid Dorn plotline that makes no sense when we have some members of House Martell killing the other members of House Martell to take control, which again makes no damn sense um, because... The way they adapted the storyline from the novels is badly done and didn't make any sense. And that real and yeah. Um, so overall, what did you think of the season? It was it it was it was a season, and I did I I thought it was in season seven, but it was actually at the end of season towards the end of season uh, six that Cersei basically uh, blows up pretty much. Everybody that opposed her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised that I wouldn't be, I would generally not be surprised if in the novels that's what is a version of that is going to happen because, um, yeah. Yeah. Because literally, like I was saying, um, most of the final book that he finished, um, which is the fifth book, was adapted for season five. So, um, her storyline really did end with her doing her walk of shame, but she's got to walk naked through the streets. So, 
what she does in season six, I wouldn't, I genuinely would not be surprised if that is what happens more or less um, in the yet to be finished uh, book six. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and not to mention it's pretty consistent with like her behavior and like her thought process. I mean, to her, it would make a lot of sense to take advantage of the fact that all of her primary enemies are in one central location and to off them in one fell swoop. And the funny part, in, in, in a funny way, some of her enemies were enemies she created herself because, I mean, the whole reason why she had to do the whole walk of shame was because she allowed religious fanatics to gain power in King's Landing. And they turned on her, basically, because they found evidence that she was morally bankrupt and corrupt which she is but you know they found evidence Mm -hmm. of it and she had to be tried for it and instead of them messing around with her daughter-in-law marjorie they got her and i guess she decided that the best way to fix this mess that she got herself into is to do the equivalent of smashing the chessboard with a hammer so yeah uh that, that happened she was not at all subtle about this. No, no. She she totally wasn't. I mean, it's hard to be subtle when you use wildfire to blow up the uh the cathedral. <laughs> Overall, like I I I thought the season was really good. I mean, literally the only real major complaint I had was again related to the Dorn plot because that made no sense to me whatsoever. But pretty much everything else that happened more or less corresponds to what I suspect is going to happen, like, to some degree in the sixth, in the sixth novel. I mean, they, they, they actually, in terms of, like, the plot points and, you know, the plot logic, it actually is pretty, it makes, made a lot of sense and was pretty consistent with, like, what happened um, in the fifth season and also in the fifth book. So. I guess I guess the one final thing before we move on to the seventh season is that um, basically both in season five and season six at that point it's like I was completely fed up with Daenerys and I was like if this if this chick shows up in Westeros she's gonna mess up everything <laughs> she's gonna completely mess up everything in every possible bad way you can think of I mean she you know she made herself queen. And she completely couldn't handle uh, running this city that she calls herself the queen of. And it doesn't, I mean, it does come up a little bit in the TV show, but due to the nature of the books, because they tend to be like kind of first person in each of the chapters, um, you can kind of tell from the book, from the books that Daenerys has no patience for ruling. Like she thinks it's boring a lot of the time. Um, and she's also gotten used to the easy victories with her army and her dragons. So mm-hmm. you can quickly see that if she actually somehow got the Iron Throne, this check is going to get bored very quickly. And she's going to want to start burning people to solve her problems, yes. which is not unlike her father. So, well, yeah. Was the Mad King. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her father was literally called the mad king because he 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 decided that uh the way to deal with criminals and people who are threats to him is to burn them alive 
And he used wildfire because dragons were not a thing when he was king. But she has access to dragons, so you can quickly imagine how she deals with that. So, yeah, I mean, if you weren't already convinced by season five that she is going to be a terrible ruler if she actually shows up and gets the Iron Throne, season six should pretty much tell you that she's going to not be good because... She relies on, she progressively more and more relies on violence to solve her problems. And Mm -hmm. that is not how you deal with things. It's not. So, so yeah, the season ending, literally ending with her getting on some Greyjoy ships with her army and her dragons flying overhead, heading to Westeros is very dramatic, but it does not bode well for the final two seasons, which we will discuss now. Season seven. Season Season seven. Seven. Basically, Cersei has we we basically see her as she's become the queen, but she is she is the most hated woman in all the realms. Even Daenerys is not as hated as Cersei Lannister is at this point. Yeah, I mean the only reason why. Nobody's opposing her is because uh, she already proved that um, she has ways of dealing with her enemies. So well, she blew up all of her damn enemies, right? But anybody else that tries to uh, question things, yeah. The river, the the Riverlands are now under uh, House Lannister and House Frey control. On the Iron Islands, uh, Balon Greyjoy is dead. His Euron killed him. The only significance I remember either Greyjoy has in season seven was the fact that when they were trying to fight against uh, Cersei on behalf of Danny, they were defeated by Euron. So Yara becomes a prisoner um, and brought back to King's Landing as like, ha ha you're the losers, I've got you, kind of a thing. And a couple of the Sand Snakes who had usurped and took over Dorne were also captured, too. And they were brought as, like, trophies for Cersei's dungeons. Um, And then, of course, Theon tries to mount a rescue. Yeah, and that's about it for them, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, a major thing. Uh, Jon is King of the North... And then they find out that somebody with dragons has shown up. And possibly she might be helpful with dealing with a certain supernatural threat that's on the other side of the wall that happens to be uh, ice necromancers. <laughs> as I like to describe them as. Um, yeah. Um, and of course, mm-hmm. he's going to go down there and try to talk to Danny and convince her to help them out with that problem. One other big thing that we find out in season seven is who the parents of Jon Snow really are. Yeah. And it is not Ned Stark. Nope, it's not. Now, he is actually a Targaryen. Yeah, we, we, we find out that his parents are really Ned's sister. Lyanna. Lyanna. And his mm-hmm. bio dad was Rhaegar Targaryen, Rhaegar. Yes. who is 
Danny's oldest brother. Mm-hmm. So technically, John has to go meet Aunt Danny. Yeah. However, John doesn't know that that's Aunt Danny. Yeah, and of course, she naturally has no idea that um, this guy from the north mm-hmm. uh, is her nephew. Yeah. Which gets kind of awkward in that final episode. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, that that's the main thing, really. I mean, you have, you basically have like a three three parties in conflict. Now you have the North trying to prevent the ice apocalypse from happening, and then you have Danny showing up wanting to get her precious Iron Throne, and then you have Cersei who has the precious Iron Throne and she wants to stay on the Iron Throne. I guess I like that kind of sums up the season, more or less. Pretty much. I mean, a bunch of people died along the way, but you know. Well, yeah. But the main, but but the, but that that basically sums up the season. Um, what did you think of it overall? It was an okay episode. It was an oh, I shouldn't say episode. It was an okay season. It kind of it kind of fell into the realm of. Okay, everything that's happened is, and the majority of it probably didn't really need to happen. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I genuinely felt like they should have made it into a proper 10 episode season. They kind of were like, we can do, we can finish the show in just 13 episodes. So season seven was going to be seven episodes and then season eight was going to be six episodes. And um, Mm -hmm. based on what we actually saw, no, you couldn't, you could not. You could not finish this with mm-hmm. just 13 episodes like this. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, the writing was very uneven, like the mm-hmm. quality of the writing. Like there were a couple of episodes that were actually pretty good uh, in general. But then it's but I felt like the pacing was just very off. I don't know if you felt that way. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I was not at all impressed with season seven or eight. Yeah, which we will get to in, in a couple of minutes. But um. Yeah, I mean, they they cut out way too many things um, that they could have explored more in the show. But, you know, they were, like, insistent that we could get this done in 13 episodes. So, and I think it was, it was a bad decision overall. I mean, it was so rushed that some things just don't make any sense. Like, you know, like, I mean objectively some of the be- some of the things that happened kind of did make sense and yeah at the same time they didn't because it's like they were so they rushed through it that it didn't feel like it had the logical steps you know in between to make these things happen and you know it it comes across as kind of sloppy i guess i guess the one other thing that i didn't like about it that i i wanted to mention is the fact that they were playing up the whole John Danny epic romance thing, which was bizarre and actually didn't make much sense. I mean, yeah. I acknowledge, yeah, I mean, I acknowledge there is a possibility that even in the books, they may have that as a possible thing that could happen. But at the same time, in 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 the way this world is set up. It just does not make any sense that this would actually be romance. I think it would, I think, and I suspect, and a lot of people, a lot of book readers suspect this too, is that in the novels, um, the whole John Danny thing will not be a romance. It's going to be him 
trying to play political games by trying to get her to ally with him and he may be doing whatever it takes to convince her to join him on his whole I want to kill these ice necromancers thing and if it means I have to play boy toy for a while then I will because he's just that kind of guy plus also um the romance thing just does not make any sense because the thing is is that eventually when the truth of his paternity comes out Mm -hmm. Her reaction is going to be one of two reactions. Either she's going to be like a typical Targaryen and be like, okay, uh, I'm the one who's going to wear the pants in this relationship, okay? And you're going to be my husband, which is a totally normal thing in House Targaryen uh, tradition. Yes. Or she's going to view him as a threat to her claim to the throne because as we kind of brought, as I kind of brought up, in the previous seasons regarding the whole Baratheon uh, inheritance thing who, over who gets to be on the Iron Throne, John would technically have more of a claim than Danny because her brother was the original heir and John is his son. So he would have more of a legal claim than mm-hmm. she does. So all this effort she spent the previous six seasons <laughs> to try to get this stupid iron chair is going to go puff in the smoke once people find out that he's really the son of Rhaegar Targaryen. I mean, who would, who would support, who would, who would people support a kid who has lived his entire life in Westeros and understands the culture and the laws and everything, or a girl who's lived almost her entire life in Essos who doesn't know the culture and is now now in the possession of three dragons who will burn you alive if you piss her off. I mean, mm-hmm. who who would people support, really? Yeah. Okay, let's close this out with the final season. Yes, yeah. season eight. All six episodes of season eight. So basically, in the final season, we had Danny finally agreeing to help the North, and she and her army join... Uh, the Northerners and the Vale to fight off uh, the White Walkers and their zombie army. Um, And they managed to defeat them in one episode, which is like kind of silly to me. But anyway, they managed to defeat them. And then now they have to keep their promise to Danny, which is to help her get her precious Iron Throne. So they go to King's Landing and are basically trying to tell Cersei, okay, you need to get the hell out because this is my chair and not your chair. And of course, Cersei is not going to give up that easily. So they begin to attack King's Landing. And at the last minute, Cersei finally agrees to surrender when it becomes clear that she's outnumbered. But of course, Danny by this point has gotten fed up with a whole bunch of things that have happened to her ever since she showed up in Westeros, like things had progressively gone downhill for her over the course of season eight. And she kind of goes crazy and decides to, you know what? You surrendered? Uh, screw that. I'm going to deal with all of this pain and trauma that I've dealt with this the last, you know, the last few episodes. And I am going to get my revenge and start burning everything and she does so she basically massacres 
most of the people that have not been able to escape in King's Landing and everything is on fire and ash. And then we get to the final episode where she is now declaring herself the queen of Westeros because, of course, Cersei dies. And she implies that she is going to continue maintaining her power and her dominance over the continent against anybody who tries to stand in her way. And John, being the noble hero that we know him to be, realizes that I have helped a crazy person take over the throne and I need to stop her. So he does. He stabs her. And there goes the last monarch of House Targaryen. And, um, pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, because he killed her, he has to be punished and he goes into exile at the wall for some reason. And,. Because John is no longer king in the north, they declare Sansa queen in the north. And for some reason, her quadriplegic brother, Bran, who didn't die... Um, he's a paraplegic. He's not a quadriplegic. He still has use of his arms. Oh, that's right. Um, I got he, the term mixed up. That's okay. Yeah, he's a paraplegic. The... Yeah. So... He, for some reason, ends up becoming the king on the Iron Throne, and the North gets to be an independent kingdom from the other seven. And, yeah, that is the end of Game of Thrones in its sloppy, messy way. Yeah. What, do you th what did you think? Dumb question, but what did you think? I hated it. It, it. it left more questions than answers, and it just, they ended it in such a horrible way. There was there is no reason for Bran to have become king. I mean, Bran is now this weird. He's a warg for one thing, and now he's the three eyed raven. And it's just like you're letting somebody that's got no. It, it was just it was just weird and strange and no. yeah, yeah. I mean, no. there was no real like based off of like you know the progression of his storyline up to that point it just made no sense because there's no mm -hmm. setup there's no setup to him ever being king of anything or wanting to be king of anything yeah i mean i know quite a few people in the fandom have been have subsequently been debating whether they think this was a purely made up thing by the showrunners or if martin actually if george actually told them this and the thing is, is that if, for some bizarre reason, George actually told them this, then presumably he would have better explanation and better setup as to why the hell Bran would be king of anything. Mm -hmm. Because the way they wrote in the show made no sense whatsoever. Even, even the excuse that they came up, up with in the show made no sense whatsoever. I'm sorry, but it, it just doesn't. Yeah. None of it really made any sense. I mean, I understand that John had to be punished for killing Danny, but at the same time, there was no reason for him to really be punished for killing Danny because they were she was crazy. She was she's nuttier than a fruitcake. I mean, she oh. just burned all of King's Landing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it it's not even just the fact that she was basically a murdering 
you know, crazy person. It's also the fact that technically she's an invader and she mm -hmm. had no real right to the throne and she was so so there's a case to be made that he was basically killing an invader. Mm -hmm. And he was also protecting his family because he because she kind of implied that because Sansa was kind of opposing her in her own subtler way that Sansa was eventually going to be dealt with. And of course, if there's one thing we know about Jon Snow is that he is a family guy. Mm -hmm. And family's thicker than water. And just because he happens to share some DNA with Daenerys does not really make her family in, in a way that actually has meaning. So he's not... So it. I feel like it's actually in character for him in that situation to kill Danny because... Yeah. There is no way John would just stand there and let somebody threaten his family and let her kill them. I mean, he wouldn't. He, that that would not be in character. So it made sense to me that he did it. I just think him getting punished for it was kind of stupid and didn't make any sense. Yeah. Especially because the main person who argued that he needs to be punished is the leader of her unsullied army, and they are foreign invaders. What right do they have to decide anything that happens in Westeros, quite frankly? None. Yeah. They have no right or business, so that was stupid. Mm -hmm. Another thing I thought was also pretty stupid is why the hell is Tyrion Hand of the King? I mean, half of the mess that happened is his fault. So why the hell should he be Hand of the King? I don't get that. Yeah, I have no clue. There was a lot, a lot went on in this season that was just like, it was pretty much all stupid. It was all yeah, stupid. It was, yeah, it, it was, it was, a lot of it was pretty stupid. One of the very few things that I didn't mind as much is the idea of Sansa becoming Queen in the North. Because the thing is, is that... If John does not get to be king of anything, then it would make sense for Sansa to be queen of something because mm -hmm. even in the book, one of the consistent themes with Sansa is the theme of her being a queen. Like, literally, at the beginning of her storyline, she was supposed to marry Joffrey. She would have been the queen consort of Westeros. And the fact that she's been used as a political pawn and she's been surrounded by these political players watching their movements, watching what they did right and what they did wrong, was in its own way educa education for her on how to be politically savvy and how to be a ruler. So the whole concept of her being a queen of some sort, whether she's a queen in her own right or she still becomes a queen consort, it still actually made a lot of sense. It still made way more sense than so much of the other things that happen in the final season. We'll just say that. I, yeah. I'll say that much. We literally could spend another episode talking about every single thing that was wrong about the final seasons, but we're not going to do that. Yeah, overall, it was a very disappointing ending, and I wish, mm -hmm. I wish some other people had been responsible and did a better job of it. Uh, yes. Any final thoughts from you? Overall, I enjoyed the show. Just the last couple of seasons. The last season was the biggest disappointment. But overall, it was I 
I enjoyed the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the actors they cast were great at what they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, The crew, the stunt people especially were amazing. The special effects people were amazing. Mm -hmm. They did a great job creating an amazing, entertaining TV show. The problem was, was that over time, the writing got poorer and poorer until it just sucked by the time you got to the final season. Yeah. Which is disappointing. I guess I guess my final thing I'll I'll, I'll mention is um the other thing that I thought actually made a lot of sense to some degree is um Danny actually in the final season. I think the one negative about it was that they rushed it. They rushed the progression so that it almost seemed like she went crazy out of nowhere that she burned King's Landing for no reason out of nowhere. But actually, there was some setup for literally seasons that she was going to eventually do something like this. So the fact that she did it is actually not a surprise. It's actually pretty consistent. And quite a few people, especially book readers, have predicted that she was probably going to be responsible with burning King's Landing. But the final last straw, if you will, that triggered her, that got sloppy. That was very sloppy. It made her look like a, a complete lunatic. Mm-hmm. When I suspect what's going to happen with George's version is that it's not that she went crazy necessarily, but she just decided that, you know, because she has a very short temper, actually. Her temper got triggered and she got reckless and started attacking. And I suspect that the wildfire that's still hidden in the city probably got triggered and some of the damage was not necessarily by her dragon burning stuff it could actually be some of it is her triggering the wildfire and causing more chaos i personally think that's more in line with what would probably happen in the novels but he still needs to write them so we don't know that's my speculation Mm -hmm. anyway i guess if you've got nothing else then we'll end it right here Okay, so before we close out, as usual, uh, we have an email address where you can send us questions, comments, uh, criticisms on how to improve our show. Um, you can email us at threefatesdecide at gmail.com. It's the title of our podcast, all in one word, and the three is spelt out. And you can also reach us on Instagram at threefatesdecide. The three is spelled out. And feel free to send us DMs. Let us know what you think. We love feedback. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us next time. And see what we're going to talk about. Because the three fates decide.